Folks, the top line has declared their presence to start the 2023-2024 season. It only took six games, but a dominant performance from Kirill Kaprizov, Ryan Hartman, and Matt Zuccarello lifts the Wild to a win over the Edmonton Oilers. Let's break down all the action on tonight's Locked on Wild postcast. You are Locked on Wild postcast. Part of Locked On Minnesota on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And welcome into tonight's Locked On Wild podcast. As the Minnesota Wild pick up a seven to four win over the Edmonton Oilers to end the homestand at one one and one. And I got to be honest with you, folks. Right off the bat, was uh, following along with this while doing some uh, other duties with my. Uh, regular job but started to develop an opinion of oh here we go again after the wild allowed a goal in the first 60 seconds of this one to the oilers on a uh, lost faceoff that leads to a uh, and the oilers quickly setting things up and going right to the net to pick up the goal thought at that point and then you commit a couple of penalties four to be exact in the first period you come out of that unscathed but you find yourselves trailing three to two heading into the third period before the offense absolutely explodes and at the end of the night ryan hartman with a hat trick a five-point night Kirill kaprizov with three assists matt zuccarello with and uh with a goal himself marco rossi had a goal marcus felino had a goal jewel erickson Eck had a goal Man, that Edmonton team has some problems. But uh, for the Minnesota Wilds, to their credit, they battled back. And again, we we didn't see a complete fix on everything that has been plaguing this team so far to start this season. But the Wild did what they needed to do. They kept attacking offensively, and uh, they come away with the win against an Edmonton Oilers team. And apparently a goalie and Jack Campbell that looked like a Vesna candidate in the second period. So all in all, there was a lot of good to take away from this win. And uh, for the wilds, they did most of what we had laid out in our keys to the game during the pregame show earlier today. And I just want to go back to those to kind of look at where things are at uh, for the Minnesota wilds. So if you remember the keys for the game from today keep the Edmonton zone busy this is a big check in the good column for the Minnesota Wild because they continued to attack they continued to push they uh, continued to generate chances and they broke Jack Campbell as the uh, the game went on so that is a check in the positive territory for the Minnesota Wild uh key number two Limit Oilers power play chances. That's a big no because there were five of them or four of them in the first period. And uh, the Oilers did end up capitalizing finally in the uh, the end to make it five to four in the third period. But that was their only power play tally of the game. And the reason behind putting the special teams as one of the keys is Leon Dreisaitl is as dangerous as ever. And so if you give players like that additional chances, you're going to have a bad time. And 
it, the Wilds were not able to do that as much tonight to the credit of the penalty kill. They didn't wilt in the first period, including having to defend a five on three. So credit to the Minnesota Wild penalty kill there. And um, for the third key, defend the front of the net in all caps. And honestly, there were still some of the same issues for the Wild defense in this one tonight. But the broadcast did a great job of talking about it. Ryan Hartman talked about it with Kevin Gorg after the game. Uh, the Minnesota Wild offense helped limit those issues defensively by continuing to push play into the offensive zone. And that's something that we talked about when we dissected why these issues are happening for the Minnesota Wild in front of their own net. Folks, if the offense can continue to push the tempo, that's going to take pressure off of this defense. And so the Wild were able to do that tonight, um, which is something that we need to continue to see for this team. The top line did a lot of the heavy lifting here tonight. Hartman with a five-point game. And um, I thought it was interesting as well what he said after the game with Kevin Gorg talking about how there have been instances even in this game, but in the season as well, in which the combination of Kaprizov, Hartman, and Zuccarello have been rushing things. And so practicing more patience here tonight paid off. And you saw all three of these guys have some of their most impactful nights of the season in this game. And this is hopefully going to be a springboard for this top line. Now, you're not going to have nights like this every night, but until things can get consistently figured out with lines two and three, you need to continue to get pressure at the least from the top line. And so they checked that box and then some here uh, in this one tonight. Um, props to the fourth line as well. Thought that uh, Duhame and Dewar continued to do their thing. I'm going to propose a radical change to the lines, even though I liked what we uh, what we saw from Duhame, Dewar, and Letary here tonight. I'm going to propose something because I think we need to send a little bit of a message to some guys in the lineup that are just not, just not getting it done at this point in the season. And uh, we'll talk about that as we continue uh, the show here today. But let's give a stick tap to Marco Rossi as well for uh, continuing to push. Picked up his second goal of the season. Was talking with uh, a couple of listeners throughout the week. He probably should have more than two based off of how he has been performing so far this season. And uh, it was good to see him get rewarded. Jewel Erickson continues to be an absolute monster. And so there is a lot of good that we're starting to see. This game was a step in the right direction for this team. It didn't cure everything that's going wrong with this team because holy cow, something's got to happen on that third defensive pairing. And I'm not talking about Dakota Mermis. I think Dakota Mermis has been fine. I know he uh, took a a bad tripping penalty near the end of the game, but something has to happen with the other half of that third pairing. I'm trying to be polite here by not singling particular players out, but I think everybody can deduce who I'm talking about. So we're going to talk about that uh, as we continue the show. But again, 
I want to. We've got a, a very solid audience uh, in the comments already here. Denny's here. Tracy's here. NASCAR Kelly is here. Ron is here. Michael's here. Uh, we we want to get you all involved. And so we are going to hear your comments as to what we saw in tonight's game. The Minnesota Wilds pick up a big win. Everybody in the comments saying, just say it. Just say John Merrill. Okay, fine. I'll say John Merrill. There's going to need to be a change, I think. And uh, I think everybody's on board with that. But we'll talk about that more. We'll hear your comments as we continue tonight's Lockdown Wild postcast. Minnesota Wild pick up a win by a score of 7-4 to four here over the Edmonton Oilers. We've got lots more on the way as we continue tonight's Locked on Wild postcast after this. Tonight's Locked on Wild postcast is brought to you by Game Time. And if you are someone who likes to live in the moment like I do, you've probably experienced a similar scenario to this. You and a group of friends want to go see the Minnesota Timberwolves or the Minnesota Wild or the Minnesota Vikings, but you make the decision the day of the game. So you go to your favorite ticket app, try to find tickets, but they're crazy expensive. Or in my case, you go to the event after buying the tickets and your view is obstructed. Nobody wants to deal with that. And so Game Time has taken all of those worries and thrown them right out the window. Game Time offers you last minute tickets, flash deals, plus most importantly, views from all seats in the venue. They also have a lowest price guarantee event cancellation protection, job loss protection, and more. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKDOWNNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-H-L for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Today's episode of Locked on Wild also brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. And right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you put on the Minnesota Vikings to beat the San Francisco 49ers for Monday night, you are feeling pretty good about how that paid out. Plus, hopefully you used some of your bonus bets to put receiving totals on Jordan Addison, touchdowns, you name it, you can bet it at FanDuel. The app is so easy to use. There are a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Minnesota Wild beats the Edmonton Oilers 7-4 to here tonight to pick up their third win of the season, now 3-2-1. and on the year, and it is time to take a look at uh, some of the comments here from tonight's episode. We start with celebration for me announcing that I was talking about John Merrill. So uh, thank you, everybody, for that. Let's go through the comments. We'll start with Tracy. Jewel Erickson Eck struck close to the goalie all night like he was a bad ad stitched on his sweater. <laughs> Uh, like those Tria ads, uh, it, it and again, Jewel Erickson Eck is really good at that. Um, it, that. That's his presence on the power play. And so if he can do that, there are rebound opportunities that are going to be available for him on a nightly basis. He was able to pick up a goal here in this one tonight, despite, I thought, uh, kind of a quiet night from the second line. But again, it's fine if 
the first line is going to just carry the entirety of the load, which is not always going to be the case. And Denny mentioning as well, the Edmonton Oilers, this Edmonton team has some problems. And so it was great to get a win, but I'll piggyback off of that with Denny saying that the uh, true test is coming. Not maybe not necessarily on the early part of this road trip with the likes of Philly and Washington. Washington just looks slow and Philly is a young team that's playing well to start the year, but it's Philly. The real test for this team is going to be the rest of this East Coast road trip that is coming up where you face teams like the New Jersey Devils, the New York Rangers, the New York Islanders, the Buffalo Sabres are off to a bad start, but we know what happened against Buffalo last year. That's a team with guys like Tage Thompson. They can just take over and win games and wreck you over and over and over again in the defensive zone. So, yes, the true test for this team is coming. And um, it's going to be something that we're, we're going to find out where this team is at in the next 10 games because a lot of that is against the East Coast, two of them against the Oilers, three of them against the Rangers. Those are some tough teams mixed in there. And so if you do well, we um, we're going to we're going to see this team maybe fight out of this. But you got to start this road trip off well against teams you should beat against Philadelphia and Washington. Okay, I'm going to put all of these next comments into one Um, because, as Ron mentions, Marco Rossi needs some help. And I know what we saw so far from this uh, this line of Duhame, Dewar, and Letary. I know we liked it, but as Ron mentions, Rossi needs help. Denny piggybacks off of that, saying that Rossi's playing with two grinders. Michael talking about how Freddie Goudreau, a.k.a. Freddie Evason, was the only player with a minus tonight. Um in the lineup. What do we think about this? What do we think about this? Hit me, hit me in the comments with, with this. I'm going to propose something. What if we try against, for instance, Washington, a team that looked, I I watched a little bit of the game against Toronto. They looked really slow and not great. Brandon Duhame, Marco Rossi, and Connor Dewar. Speed on both sides. Rossi's playmaking ability, Duhame and Dewar have the ability to generate chances on their own, and Rossi has improved in his ability to win battles along the boards. What do we think about giving that combination a try to see if that allows for Rossi to be able to use some of his playmaking to generate some things? And I'm talking about putting that as your third line because Freddie Goudreau has been absent so far this season. And I know we saw some of the things that we need to see from Marcus Foligno in this game tonight. He scored the empty netter. He was very close to a fight um, in, in this one. But I think you need to, I think you need to send a message to those guys that they need to, pick it up and we're getting in the comments that that dean's never going to do it i know just let me have this one 
it's not going to be something that happens because we were asking for the line blender going into this game and Dean stuck to stuck to his guns. Yes. It worked out tonight with Kaprizov and such getting on track. And so the odds of players like Felino and Goudreau getting bumped down in the lineup, not great, but I see. And I, I like this too, because we got people now that are on board with that line of thinking. And honestly, like I really liked what, Letary did tonight. And so you put him on one side, Felino on the other, and Goudreau is your your center. And you just you let those guys try to figure something out because it's just it's it's not enough playmaking with Rossi, who deserves to have more of an opportunity based off of what we've seen so far this season, to um he needs more of an opportunity to showcase some of those playmaking skills with non just like slowly moving into the zone. So I don't know. I'll play around with that a little bit more, but um, I mean, Rossi, what more can we say about what we've seen from Marco Rossi? He, he just looks, he just looks the part. And so if he can continue to do that, if players continue to not, perform then you got to make some changes to the uh, the lineup as well also let's not let's not forget the fact as michael notes that the hope is that matt boldy will be available by the end of this road trip and as i had mentioned you've got the three game road swing you then have this weird kind of home road mix with the devils, the Rangers, the Islanders. So it's very likely that we'll see Matt Boldy here at some point in the, uh, the near future. And then we'll see Boldy, of course, get reunited with Eric Sinek and Johansson. It probably means that until the defense gets figured out, we see, Vinny Letary probably head back down to Iowa, but if if he ends up being brought back up um, at some points later this season, injuries are inevitably going to happen. I would not have any problem with that because he's got some bite to his game. He's got some speed. He threw a couple of huge hits in this one tonight. Um, and yeah, I would not be upset at all if we see Letary at, um, at some points later uh, here this season. Now let's talk about the defense because John Merrill gets called for the penalty early on in this game. Your only contribution to a lineup cannot be in the penalty box. You cannot just accumulate penalties on a team that is struggling with plays that they uh, end up continuing to kind of shoot yourself in the foot is uh, it's just not something we can have. So we need to see, I know the hope was that Damon hunt would just be brought along as injury insurance, but get him in the lineup. It can't be, it can't be any worse than, um, than what we've seen from John Merrill so far this season. It just can't. Give it a try with him and Mermis. They have chemistry together to from 
being in Iowa over the last couple of seasons. So give it a try and uh, and see what happens. Aaron mentioning we have two defensive lines that you can trust with the forwards making mistakes. But I think the problem with Dewar Rossi Duhame is that combined with the last defensive line could be bad. Yeah, that's that's a fair point, Aaron, is that you're you're putting yourself in a position to where if you move those guys up in the lineup, that uh, you're then pairing them with that third pairing, which is just it's Dakota Mermis is doing good things, but again. John Merrill is boat anchoring that thing. Um, so it's it's going to be interesting to see what they do. We know what's going to happen. It's going to be John Merrill continued. Um, I would like it not to be, but uh, but we'll have to see. Um, let's look at some of the other comments here. Grant's popping in. How do you feel about Gustafson's night? And what are your predictions for who gets the starts on the road trip? Gustafson had good moments here tonight. Again, I I still am of the belief that if you are going to like for let's look at that first goal for instance. Right off of a missed face off, the Oilers are able to set up a play and boom. You uh you have the first goal of the game. It it's tough for a goalie to it's tough for a goalie to overcompensate for turnovers in front of them lack of being able to clear space out in front of the net. And so we saw a step in the right direction because as, as I alluded to, the offense was able to handle more of the load and move things into the Edmonton zone to take pressure off of the defense and pressure off of Gustafson. I thought Gustafson had some great saves here tonight from what I was able to see. And so I'm going to count this as a step in the right direction. I know the, the numbers didn't, end up i mean four goals allowed 29 shots it's not what you would really want to see statistically from a goalie but i'm going to be really anxious to look at the uh, expected goals and see where things were at it was it was a fine start for gustafson i would say with the back to back you probably go see this is interesting because florida's actually or florida Philadelphia is actually off to a reasonably good start. And so I would say you go Gustafson Flurry. What we'll probably get is Flurry Gustafson. But I would think you go Gustafson against Philly, Flurry against Washington, so that you can set up Gustafson then to uh, to start off the start of that stretch against the really good teams in the Eastern Conference, um, most notably New Jersey. It, it has to be Gustafson, Flurry, Gustafson, because there's no scenario in which I want to see Marc-Andre Flurry getting a start against the New Jersey Devils on the road. That team will eat him alive. All respect in the world to Marc-Andre Flurry. It's just too, that is just too fast of a team. It's too fast. They've got too much skill. So you need to go... Gustafson, Flurry, Gustafson in these next three to give yourself Philip Gustafson on the road against the New Jersey Devils. That's just how it has to be. So we'll see how it plays out. But again, all in all here tonight, like I alluded to, not everything got fixed. It's just a situation where 
the team took a step in the right direction. The team faced some adversity in terms of being behind in this game multiple times. They responded. The first line had their emergence game this season, which was a good step for them. And the offense was able to lead the way, which until this defense gets ironed out, the offense is going to have to do that on a nightly basis. So those areas, it was a step in the right direction. There's still a lot to iron out for this team. And so we'll continue to see how things get ironed out here as the season goes along. And um, it's going to be a work in progress for this team until Matt Boldy and Jared Spurgeon come back. And even then, it could be a little while before we see things um, get ironed out. But as Tracy mentions to close, got to take the wins where you can get them. Yes, 100%. Take the win, head on the road, and uh, see how things go the rest of the way. But that's going to wrap it up for tonight's Locked on Wild postcast. Again, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. We're going to continue to do these all season. Unfortunately, again, due to uh, my day job, we'll not be able to bring you a postcast on Thursday, but we'll have one for you on Friday against Washington. We'll have one for you on Sunday. And so uh, make sure to join in. We love having uh, people in on the conversation here tonight. Try, I'll try to get to as many comments as I can. And um, just like I said, regardless of if this team wins or loses, I absolutely love doing this and we're going to continue to do it all season long. So thank you for tuning in. Make sure to subscribe if you have not yet already. Tell your friends, get them in on the party too. We're going to try to make Lockdown Wild Nation as big as it can possibly be. And uh, we do that for the benefit of all of you, giving you Minnesota Wild content on a daily basis. Uh, to guide you through the rest of the season here. So join in on the fun. We'll do it all again for you later this week. We'll have a full episode coming up for you uh, tomorrow as well. So make sure to stay tuned for all of your Minnesota Wild news and notes as part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We've got new episodes every Monday through Friday. Until we talk again, we'll see you.